Good. We were talking about how I'm just like a wreck today. Yeah. Um, I just noticed there's lipstick on my straw, so I still think I have lipstick on me from yesterday. Sarah, I, I washed my face. All Sarah, right. You're a hot mess. I washed my face. Cool. All right. How about we start that? Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Welcome to Checking the Rear View, our podcast. Please take your shoes off and stay a while. I am not a serial killer. And this is the country road that's going to take you home, Sarah. Oh, hi, Sarah. I feel hi, Sarah. I feel like that's a compliment, but I'm not sure. And I'm also really glad that you're not a serial killer. Yes, not a serial killer. Are we talking cereal or like breakfast cereal? I mean, you really have to figure that out for yourself. Also, I didn't know how to spell either cereal or cereal, so um, in my script it looks real fun. <laughs> oh, <'cause laughs> you know what you mean. So whatever. <laughs> All right, what are we watching today, Sarah? We are watching Season 1, Episode 9. I actually don't have the title up here. Wow, it's called Home. Thank you. They usually have the title on Netflix, and it's not there. We are watching Season 1, Episode 9, title Home. Um, Sam is haunted by a vision of a woman trapped in the brother's childhood home and convinces a reluctant dean that they need to go back there. Dun-dun-dun. Outstanding. Who directed this episode? Uh, directing this episode. It first aired... I like that you always start with director, and that's never I know. How that's never how you start it. <laughs> All right. It first aired... Uh, November 15th, 2005, even though I've written 2002 here. Um. <laughs> uh, the director was Ken Garotti. We'll go with that. Cool. The writer was Mr. Eric Kripke himself. <laughs> and the IMDb rating is 8.9, which is the highest we've had so far. It is. It beat out the pilot, which was 8.7. So one, I, I don't. One of the, I think this might be one of the highest rated, period, but it's definitely like, one of the highest rated for the season. Um, I don't know if we were recording last time when I mentioned this, but I don't know that I remember this episode. And you were very shocked by that because I was shocked by that because this episode, it seems a very much like a. It is supernatural, like, it's just, it's more of the lore and the mythology and the backstory of Sam and Dean. It's, like, the basis of who they are. We also get, um, spoiler alert, we're gonna get a cameo from uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this episode. So that's fun. As young John Winchester... Young John Winchester. I put that in air quotes. I mean, younger than he is now. Of course, John Winchester is dead now, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Okay. All right. We'll get to my first uh, order of business, uh, yes. which is <laughs> some plastic wrap. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I, I do, if you look at our, or if you follow our Tumblr, checking the rear view, 
uh, I do all of the screen caps for those. And as I was screen capping the previous episode we did, Bugs, I noticed that in the Impala for that, I think for the entire episode, they have plastic on the windows for some reason. And anytime they do a shot where just the side um, front windows, anytime they do a shot that looks like it has to be from that perspective through that window, it looks like the windows are just down and you can kind of tell that they're down. So I don't know what happens to the windows of the Impala. For that and it's like, it's pretty like when you look at the picture it's pretty obvious because yeah i was we were just looking at the picture so i don't know if like the windows weren't working and they needed some buffer for sound uh or what because it's just like what what was the purpose of that or if it was like the heat the heat plastic like not plastic wrap but like the stuff you put on windows to keep it warmer and just close the window no, I know, but I'm like... I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I like that you put it, like, to make it warm. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, I'm not saying that's why they did it. I'm saying that's what the... Oh, okay. Is. No, they, oh, yeah, they... It, the plastic they, that they, it is, is what you're yeah. saying. Okay. What I'm saying is not normal cling wrap. But yeah. the plastic you put on your windows to keep your house warmer. Yeah. If that's what they used, because that's what it kind of looked like, because it's very wrinkly and very obvious, but... It's an older but, car, so maybe the windows just didn't work. But for some reason, we didn't notice while we were actually watching. I didn't notice until I was scrutinizing no. for screen caps. But um, <laughs> it's it might be because it's early on in the show, and like the I know that later episodes they have quite a few different Impalas, and I think they all serve different functions. Like one of them is for stunts, one of them is for whatever, and one of them is one of them is the one that can actually drive. <laughs> like, <laughs> so maybe they didn't have their army of impalas, and they just had kind of a broken one, <laughs> malfunctioning car. I, I have a feeling it was something like that. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it's so weird. It will be up on our our Tumblr because I can't. I I have the picture now. I can't not. Can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to watch this episode. I haven't seen it in a while. Loretta Divine's in it. Oh, she's always amazing. Who is? I think that's her name. Hold on, let me check that. Just <laughs> I just all I heard was Divine. I feel real bad. I well, I know her last name is Divine. I'm pretty sure her first name is. Uh, Loretta, do I actually have this one open? I do. Oh, it is Miss Loretta Divine. She is awesome. Oh. On that note, do you want to watch this episode today? Let's do this. We're so dramatic. Oh, did I bring a pen over here? Yes, I did. Check me out. I can't write from this angle, but whatever. For any listeners, if I sound weird or different, it's because I'm laying down because my back really hurts. So it's going to be a fun couple episodes. I was gonna say that was a really dated wedding dress, but I suppose this girl looks like she's about ten. And if this is two thousand and five, that would have been late nineties. Married in the nineties, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of 
you know what? I've been uh, going back and seeing different things because in my head, I'm like, oh, man, what we were in high school was really bad, which is, you know, early 2000s. But then I go back and I see some of the 90s stuff. I was like, wow, I forgot how terrible this stuff was. <laughs> yeah, like my childhood photos. And I remember I see some clothing that I remember thinking, wow, I love this. This is the best thing ever. And I look back, yeah. back and I'm like, you're wearing a block color, like, button-up shirt that's six sizes too big for you. What are you talking about? Right. Have you, Do you ever go back and you see, like, a celebrity or so, even just an old picture of somebody that you knew in school, like, some boy that you were you remember, like, crushing on, and you're like, oh, my God, he's so hot. And then you see what he's wearing, like, from now perspective, and you're like, what a little dick. Like... You look yes. like a mess. You look like an idiot. There was, <laughs> a guy, <laughs> there was a guy that I had a crush on from eighth grade through college because I was terrible. Um, and I look at those eighth grade photos and I was like, what was your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Such bad taste. Ugh. The worst. You just, oh, geez. <laughs> You just questioned the intel. It startled me. No, I. It looked funny. She just walked face like, lamp. Is that a lamp? I couldn't even tell what it was. It looked like a basket. I, well, I don't know. It's some not hard material. Like she hit her head, but like there's no way that hurt because it's bumped into something. Fabric and wire. Oh, there he is. That's a more exciting <laughs> picture of Jeffrey Dean Morgan than what's on his IMDb page. <laughs> that kid's going to be fucked up for the rest of her life. Therapy uh, for the rest <laughs> of her existence. Oh, is this when Psychic... This is when Psychic Sam comes out. Oh, is this the beginning of... This is it. This is, the, this is where Dean is made aware I really thought Psychic Sam started in season two. No, no. I don't, I don't know why I think that. <sighs> because here, I think in season one, Psychic Sam is almost like a B plot, whereas in season two, it's more of the A plot. Maybe that's as far as season arcs. So maybe that's why. Also, is this the only time we see Sam draw pretty well? No, it's not. And hilariously okay. enough, <laughs> uh, that is that is a thing I've seen a lot, a common thread of, um, so can Sam draw or can't he? Because we've seen uh, instances of, like, he drew this tree. It looks fine. It's not the best thing I've ever seen in my life. But we've seen him also draw amazingly in some episodes, and then in some episodes, hilariously bad. So <laughs> it is the eternal burning question of Supernatural. Can Sam draw? Someone who does not currently have great drawing abilities, I could not make the tree look like he did. So to me, that's pretty impressive skills. To you, oh, okay. as it's an artist, like, I can just doodle that. Yes, a couple of minutes. <laughs> like I still do the like big puffy cloud mm. um, uh, thing for trees, like the top of trees, rather than like oh, okay. back the leaves. That's how I draw. Cool. That's not the artistry I chose to develop. I mean. It was my burden to want to go to art school, so. 
the tag. I thought he had a tattoo on the back of his neck. Same. Hard same. I was like, what is this, Dark Angel? Oh my, it is like that. They had the, oh my god. The barcode on the back I of their neck. Flashbacks. Oh my god. This yeah. is I also like that you disappeared for a moment because of your asshole cat. She's chewing on fake leaves and I'm not having it today. Man, how much money would you have to have to save up to be able to buy a house in a new town without having a job already lined up? Yeah, so I was legitimately trying to figure it out in my head. <laughs> right? A lot. Oh, hashtag millennial life. <laughs> but, I mean, also remember, this was like, wasn't the housing market a lot better back then? It was before the housing market. Before the housing crash. I don't like it in TVs or movies where they continue a conversation from the point. Like, they were arguing from the house. They continue directly from where they stopped the conversation in front of the house to where now they're in a gas station. Like, they didn't say anything and then continued their argument at the gas station. I don't... Maybe they argued, I mean, it's Sam and Dean, maybe they argued all the way here. And we that's just that's very possible, but just, like, in general. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, here's the thing with John not explaining all of this shit to the boys. Yeah. Is if he's going to live this hunter life, if he's going to inflict that life upon his sons... And make them hunters. Why not just include them on the full loop? Right. Don't keep them in the dark when you're pulling them into this life. It's the thing I really it's the thing I really hate in a lot of like those YA chosen one narratives. Yeah, where they like, only where like the chosen one is like thrust in this world, like and they're suddenly like the most important person in this world is like, Oh, didn't your parents tell you? And it's like, oh no, it was all had to be kept secret or some some bullshit. And I'm just like are you kidding? Are you kidding? This well, is great. You... It's always some apocalyptic shit, too. And it's like, you didn't want to just give your kid a fucking heads up. I don't care how young they are. Right. Like, this is a problem. God, he just breaks your heart. Well, oh. and just in that one line, I need your help, Dad, he de-aged, oh. like, 15 years. And he's just yeah. a little boy again. Yeah. Uh, oh, does he stick his arm or his hand down that freaking disposal? Mm-hmm. Also, I thought the symbol monkey was in under the sink. I don't know why. Just the way it was shot. I thought it was under the sink, and I'm like, why is it not down there? I do not recall that John used to own a, a car repair shop. Yeah. I mean, he had a job before he was a hunter. <laughs> I clearly forgot this. Also, just mentioned that he... Uh, oh, God. At th- this is why I love this episode, because Dean just breaks my heart for the whole thing. He That guy just said, oh, John doted on those kids, and the just a sadness on Dean's face. <laughs> Geez, this case would be a lot easier to figure out if our dad would, you know, tell us shit. Us. Jesus. Jesus age Christ. I'm not taking any notes. 
I'm just writing down my thoughts. Oh my god. What? So remember how I said I downloaded John's journal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this whole conversation is about how Dean thought that the entry about Missouri, finding the truth, Missouri showed him the truth or whatever, he didn't realize oh, no, that that yeah. was a person, and now they're realizing that it was a person and not the state. Okay. Okay. I read that entry, because it's the first freaking thing. There's no way that that could be construed as anything other than a person in the entry. He he says she. Oh, like it's he's clearly talking about a person named Missouri. Like, like you guys are stupid. Because <laughs> in this in the episode, it makes them seem like oh, this is clever that they oh, figured this out. Yeah. And no, it's not. You guys are fucking stupid. Oh my god, oh, I think that- I know, I love that you were one goofy- The fuck he was. Jensen always looked pretty. Anyway. <laughs> I don't do anything. I just- I love how much joy Sam is taking out of this. Know. It's such a brotherly thing. Braddy like, little brother. Like, you're the one in trouble, she likes me. Why did he sprinkle that in there like that? Well, I also like that he's asking, what do we do with it? And he's cre he's making a satchel. Like, pretty expertly. Like, he's acting like he knows what he's doing. I mean, she probably was like, yeah, you put this and this and this and this in here. And he's probably just sat down and like, all right. I also like that Sam's not helping at all. He's, he's not! He's just <laughs> standing there. Don't eat it! Oh my god! Why, why are we licking things <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. Pull <sighs> oh, on that hammer a lot, Dean. Or Dean. <laughs> I forgot which one was which. <laughs> I thought he had a flashlight. He was that was the hammer in his hand. That was the hammer. He was like fiddling with it. And... That he was like flipping around. Yeah, he was just spinning it around for no reason. Also, I just like the under. Oh, I want those. What do you want? The little under the um, the cabinet lights that they have right there. Those little pot lights. Oh. Meanwhile, I'm like, why don't they have stud finders? That would be so much well, easier. Well, stud finders. What if he chops his axe right into a wire? Because Sam has a hammer. Dean That's true. A he has a hatchet. And all the electrics are on. Yeah. Yeah, the, the power is clearly on. And he's right next to an outlet. Like That's a bad CGI on that. Oh, Sam, Sam, that was really bad CGI. Sam getting choked again. It's a thing. Just throw it. With what kind of accuracy would he have to throw it to get in that little hole he made? Well, at least it would be better than just reaching your hand out when you're clearly nowhere near the wall. Don't worry. Dean's always here to save the day. Do -do -do -do. Dean to the rescue. <laughs> that was so cute, Sarah. <laughs> oh. 
Also, why didn't they just all go together to put these things in the wall? Clearly, they didn't have to be put in in any kind of order or, like, all at the same time. Well, I think they did have to be all at the same time. Because they all they, kind of... They clearly didn't, because it just worked. Oh, all right. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe replace her food or something? Shut the refrigerator. I don't know. I can't see any of you. I know it's dark. It's so did dark. she tell you not to turn on any lights while she was gone? What the fuck? The lights were fully on though. The lights were fully on in that kitchen. I mean, they're on now. Hello, why are you guys standing in the fucking dark? Yeah. What happened? You have a ghost. You let ghost hunters into your house. What the yeah, fuck do you they... think happened? Jesus. <laughs> Like, you knew what they were doing. I know, it's not like they lied to her. <laughs> Why is she picking on Dean? I will never not love that pissy little face that he's walking <laughs> when she says that. I know, I don't know. Some people are like, why is he helping her down the stairs? She's not 80. She, she's acting all of a sudden like she's super... Oh, you know what? She did get hit with that table, though, now that I'm thinking oh, about it. Oh, that's right. Maybe. She did get, like... It, Never mind. I guess that's fine. That's that really nice. Dresser did like <laughs> leg sweeper. But, no, I've, I've seen that before. Maybe I'll talk about it later. Of people are like, oh, Dean getting tough love or something like that, and it's like I don't like it. No, this is just she's just picking on him for no real reason, unless we talked over it. I bet you five dollars the the blanket's gonna get dragged down. Just kidding, the bed is shaking. <laughs> I lose my non-existent $5. I'll, I'll send you $5 in the mail. Aw, oh, thanks. You didn't even take the bet. I'm just like, you get the $5. Because I don't bet. That's true. So take that, the stupid sports betting apps that keep getting freaking played on Hulu. Jesus. Oh, I just, I don't, I just get. I know, I know, you're bougie and you don't get. No, I actually live, I apparently live in a, I live on the cusp of the nice part and the bad part of my town. So I will get the ads targeted to the lower income families a lot of the time. And like, I know why. I, cause I work in marketing, so I get how it works. But I'm like, this is really being wasted on me. But he completely booted that door. He did. He yeeted the door off the hinges, as the kids would say. That's, wow, I I doubt you're using that word right, but it's not an. I realized I say that a lot. It's not an episode of this if I don't say that's what the kids would say. You do say that a lot. Why is there a crowd gathering when there's no visible flames? Was there a crowd? Yeah, there were people crowded on on the street. I feel like maybe those were errant crew members, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> that weren't meant to be in the shots. <laughs> this is some great invisible foe acting by Jared. I mean, we need to save on the budget as much as we can, Sarah. God. No. 
paying bank for the freaking songs. No, I was just him busting open the door and his face showing up really made me think of The Shining. Is that the that, one where he's like, "Yep." The it's Johnny. The, the movie that broke. What's her face? What's her name? Celia Duvall? No. Shelley Duvall. The Shining. It's the movie that broke Shelley Duvall's brain. Oh. And the important thing, she just told Sam she was sorry. But for what? We won't tell you until season fucking four. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what else was she doing? Just hanging around being dead. Or scaring a little girl. She did do that. She did. Hmm. (laughs) Which is why I was like, it's not her. That's Hmm. why I immediately thought it's a spirit pretending to be her. I mean, she's been hanging out for like, what, 20 years now? I guess it would kind of go something to you. See that little look right there? This is why she's a good actress. I'm like, fucking liar. I was literally about to say, she's acting shifty. She's clearly not telling the truth. And also, just to talk about costuming for one more second, I like that they didn't put her in, like, you know how they often put psychics in, like, hippy dippy clothing? And like bangles, mm-hmm. and they didn't do that with her, and I yeah, appreciate just that. Just dressed like a normal person. Yes, yeah, because most psychics are. See, the windows are down, but it's clearly been raining. Yeah, well, that's clearly so you can see them in the car. Okay, maybe. That was like if you look <laughs> in the back, you can't see inside. The I car. forgot we were supposed to be looking for the fucking plastic. <laughs> I, honestly, I did too. But we haven't had that many shots inside of the car. No. You should. You should slap him. Please do. For Please all of us. Him. We all want to slap him. I will say, though, with Jensen, they did a really good job acting, because you can believably see Jensen and Jeffrey D. Morgan, like, they look alike. Oh, as being father and son, yeah. Yeah, I see... Even though Jeffrey Dean Morgan is only, like, 12 years older than yes. Jeffrey <laughs> Like, I don't know if it's the lighting or the shot, but that was, he looked very much like Dean there. He does, like, bearded. Or, I guess, like, Dean now. Yeah. Dean uh, now. I mean Jensen, though. <laughs> All right. All right, that's it for the watch. We're gonna, we're gonna let it marinate. Maybe we'll come back with some insight. Maybe we won't. Let's Probably see. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> enough of enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back with some more lukewarm takes just for you. <laughs> They're like hot takes, but they've been sitting out for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that got me so much. I'm I'm glad that I can at least entertain you, Sarah. (laughs) If nothing else, I've entertained Sarah today. I'm crying. Please continue. (laughs) All right, our um our ratings for home for my overall rating for the episode was eight. Sarah's rating was also eight. Uh, The monster of the week was eight. Um, the supporting cast was 10 because it was 
Loretta Divine is divine. God, that was so corny. Why did I say that? <laughs> anyway, the writing was 10. Cinematography was 7. We'll talk about that. Um, the feels were turned up to 10. They were turned up to 11 today. It's an 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the main cast uh, was 10 because of Jensen. Because always Jensen. <laughs> um, so that gives home an overall score of 71 out of 80. That's the closest we've gotten to 80 so far. So that uh, overtakes that overtakes Skin as our favorite so far. Favorite episode. I still can't believe that's our favorite episode. Home? No. Well, Skin. I can't believe that was our favorite episode. I might have influenced you on that because it's one of my faves. <laughs> I, I'm influencing you, Sarah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. That's just our relationship for the past 10 years. <laughs> for the past, our whole relationship? Yep. Well, it's more than that, isn't it? 10 years? Yeah. yeah it's well. More like 15 years. Oh, yeah. Shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how time works. <laughs> <laughs> time, it has just become an abstract construct. It really has. Pandemic started. It really it's been is. nearly a year since shutdown started in our state. And, and it both feels like 10 years and like 10 days. Exactly. A hundred percent. But let's let's talk let's about not talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about more uh, appealing things like a poltergeist in a fictional home. What are, uh, what are your, what are your thoughts, Sarah? I, I only I only had a couple things, but I really like, I mean, you said it, it's a 10 because of Jensen, and I really liked, you could see immediately how uncomfortable he was that they were doing this. Like, the first, when they first walk in the house, you can see he's just immediately flooded with all these memories of being in this home, and he's not comfortable doing this, he can't believe he's here, like, and he doesn't say a word, it's just acting. Face acting. Um, Face acting. Um, yeah. And I just, I really, you could really see, and they have a little bit of a conversation about it at the gas station near the beginning, but you could really tell the difference of like, Sam doesn't really have any memories of this place because he was a baby. Yeah. But Dean, you know, he had to warm up to the idea of even doing this. He, and I don't even know that he completely was comfortable with any of it. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of the fundamental difference between them, is that Dean does remember having normalcy, being, like, a normal child. Yeah. Whereas Sam, like, the concept of his mom, his mom is, like, a concept to him, because she was never, like, he was never conscious of her. He was, she was never a real person to him. Yeah, and, like, seeing her ghost was the first time he ever actually saw his mom. Yeah. And, like, interacted with her. Yeah. Which is kind of nice in a way. But also really weird, because she's They're a really girl. strange, yeah. <laughs> so are the lives of being a Winchester. Um, <laughs> I did have a note about, um... I'd had, I have two notes. I see I took notes in my... <laughs> um, in my are, I have, I have one oh, more right. note, and those are all the notes I took. But we can tell it's about lighting, so you do your stuff first. Oh, okay, let's do this one first, then. Um... Because it's about John and his A-plus parenting. 
Um, it is so cruel to make Sam and Dean do this on their own. It uh, is like, like supervillain level cruelty to make these poor boys go back and deal with this and not even try to help. Do you, yeah. Do you think if, I'm assuming he didn't know that Mary's spirit was in the house. I'm making that assumption. I don't think he did either. But the thing is, he could have showed up. He could have completely taken this off their plates and been like, hey, I'm going to do this. Because that is what a father would do. <laughs> yes. But do you think if he knew Mary's spirit was in there, he'd actually go help? No. I honestly don't. Why do you think that? I just... I think he's... Because honestly... And I think this will be proven in later seasons, but even just right now, especially with the way he treats Sam and Dean, I think his revenge is more important than even his love for Mary was. I think it's overtaken everything. Interesting. So, like, the actual act of revenge is now becoming more important it's paramount. than, than yeah. connecting even with the last bit of the person he's supposedly revenge avenging in yeah. his revenge. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I actually... I mean, you can. It, that's definitely, like... That is a, definitely just my interpretation of it. And if you have a different one, I mean, I, I I'm not a non positive person. So if like anybody has a positive spin on that, I don't I don't really want to hear it. But like, <laughs> even I, with a negative spin on John can have a different view of that. So I have to. I'm conflicted because part of me feels like maybe he would mm-hmm. just to see her again. Yeah. But what you're saying makes complete sense, too. That he, I think it's valid that, to think that maybe he would. But I just personally... I think the fact that I he think he's too far gone. But I think the fact that he came back speaks a lot. That he's not completely gone yet. He's not well, completely gone yet. Well, here's the thing on that, though. Because he talks to Missouri after that. And, like, he, like, what we see is a very short conversation where they basically, she basically sums up what happens for John. Mm-hmm. What happens. And then they have a conversation, and we know what's going to happen in the future. And we know what's driving all of this. I can only assume that that's what we're, they're talking about. And I can, even though maybe Dean's phone call led him to seek out Missouri... I honestly think he that that's the reason he's there. It isn't completely because Dean called. It's because he thinks maybe she'll have some more answers for him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm giving I'm him... Like, I'm just like, no, John, like, just all over the place. Like, No, it's, it's <laughs> just funny that I'm, I'm not giving him that much of the benefit of the doubt, but it's even more than you're giving him. I know. I give him no benefit of the doubt. And it's it's so funny because I do really like Jeffrey Dean Morgan and I think that he does a really good job of of playing John, but 
for me, there is just something so irredeemable about John that I just hate. And that's kind of, I, I just, I don't know why. <laughs> I will say from an acting perspective, what I really like, because I mean, you see John for literally like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I said it when we saw him, he's, he, his mannerisms are very much like Dean. Like, and, and obviously that's an acting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think from a storyline, you can almost spin that to say, well, Dean took a lot from his dad. Like, he was growing up trying to be like his dad. So you could kind of spin it to be the opposite, even though we know it was just, I'm assuming, Jeffrey Dean Morgan being like, I'm going to act like Jed Sid because I'm his dad. <laughs> but you could see it from a, a character perspective of Dean took on his father's mannerisms because... Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to be like his dad and I just I like those little subtle things because yeah. like when you see him on that couch you could almost think that it's Dean sitting there just the way he was sitting and the way he was like rubbing it was so weird I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this but the way he was like rubbing his face I'm yeah. like those all feel like Dean mannerisms well it's the and it's kind of like a familial thing like you'll you'll have little things that are like just from being around people And it doesn't have to be familial. Sometimes it's just whoever you live with or whatever your family is. Um, But, like, those little things that you pick up just from... Who you're around. Yeah, being around somebody. So, yeah, it is... It's good acting. It's just... I just... I like that, and I like it. Horrible person. Also, there's, like, a million metas about... I just read one. (laughs) And I don't know if (laughs) I want to... But I read one about how... um, Dean because we see, we do end up seeing like softer things about Dean and geeky things about Dean that he likes where um these like hyper masculine traits where it's like this is all a, fa- a facade a facade a facade these are all very put put upon where he did it to himself where he's like I have to act like this certain way and it stems from trying to be like John mm-hmm. I don't think I had really anything else to say about that other than he's a uh, literal trash. Well, do we, I have a question. Do we okay. see him again until, is this like the only time we see him until they meet up with him near the end of the season? Or do we get glimpses of him again? Do you remember? Mid-season, I say. Sorry. There's froze. an episode. Yeah. Battle. Oh, hello. You're, no, you're, you're here. You just froze for the first part of that. Oh, okay. Um, I think he shows up uh, mid-season. Um, Shadow. He shows up. You say that like I know which episode that is. Well, in case somebody listening does. <laughs> it's, a mid-season. it's one of the mid-season episodes. I would think, you know, some shows would go down the route of now you're going to see glimpses of him every episode. But instead, you know, you see him for the first time since they've been talking about him. And then you don't see him again until later when the action starts picking up. And I just think that's a very interesting thing to do. It was all my comment was going to be. <laughs> it, does, it does make him... Um, and his presence in this one really makes the, the emotions in the next uh, two... I think it's really what elevates the next couple of episodes um, to something really great from um, a world building standpoint but um, I think I think it really 
they're building up this mystery about like okay you know now we have like okay now dean knows that sam has psychic abilities Mm -hmm. we're building up the mystery around that and john not really even being there like you said for like oh here's like here's a picture of him doing or like we found this videotape of him doing something. Right, like he's not all of a sudden yeah. sprinkled in. Yeah, I think that really builds up the mystery of John himself and what he's doing. Is it related? Is it not? We don't really know because we don't get that side of the conversation. Right. We don't get John's side of the conversation. So it really, it. I like it. I like it as a tool for, for keeping the mystery. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid fucking mystery box. God. Every time I think about his mystery box, I just want to punch him in the face. (laughs) You have to put, like, dude, you have to put something in that box. Like, you can have all the mystery boxes you want, but there has to be something inside of it, or people are going to want to punch you. (laughs) They're going to riot. Like, I love me a good mystery. But it has to be something that people can figure out because there has to be something in the box. Yeah, solving a mystery when in reality there's no mystery. Like, Schrodinger's mystery is not fun. No. Am I saying that name right? I don't think I am. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, I just... We kind of talked about this before recording, but we're starting to see the season hit its stride. Yeah. And I think... I think this is one of the things that makes it interesting is that they didn't go down the typical route of, well, now he's going to be lurking around every corner, you know? Yeah. I made a spooky hand motion. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I don't know. I just like it. I also like the idea of John being something spooky in the context of Supernatural. I just like like him like in a trench coat with the collar turned up like I'm watching you. Every image you're putting in my head is just more hilarious than the last. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I had um I had a thing because you were talking um I didn't want we were already talking so much over the episode that I didn't want to bring it up when you were talking about it, but you mentioned um Missouri and how he, she's kind of beating up on Dean a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've seen, um, I've seen both. I've seen a lot of things like, oh, Dean needs, it's like this sort of like tough love thing where like, oh, he needs somebody to be in his place. But no, he fucking doesn't. Of all the people who need tough love, Dean is not on that list. Because he needs like nice, gentle love. Dean is a touch starved homeless person who's been <laughs> put in charge of a child since he was Four. Anyway, he's he's touch starved, and he's had all this responsibility put on him from a very young age. He needs gentleness, and he needs understanding. He needs that kind of love. So, yeah, it's funny. It is funny to see her kind of, like, give him that. But then you see scenes where he's, like, breaking down, crying, calling his dad, and you're like, no, no. I... (laughs) Be nice to him, please. Be nice to my baby. He's and having I a still, hard time. <laughs> I still understand why she was being that way to him. I think it's because the writers thought it was funny. And I think, honestly, and again, I am just reading all of the metas about Dean ever since the finale <laughs> happened. Um, I think it's this 
thing. And I think I've talked about this before about how Dean, there's the version of Dean that they intended to write. It's kind of the audience thing where it was like, there's the version of Dean that they intended to write that is this kind of hyper-masculine power fantasy. But then there's the Dean that actually happened within the show organically that is much nerdier and softer and very caring and it wasn't their intention so I think sometimes there are things that they write that are more for the dean that they intended and not the dean that they got and I think that's what that is okay is that those kind of things because yeah if it is if it was somebody else if it was some other kind of very hyper masculine like we were just talking about bones if somebody did that to um booth Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm fine with that. And that's yeah. kind of that same archetype. And yeah, I just... I'm fine with that. But because it's Dean, and especially in this episode where he just like has that moment where he completely breaks down, it it's it's not writing for the Dean that happens, the yeah. the Dean that you ended up with. <laughs> I just like even just story wise, it just doesn't like unless we talked over something and missed him being rude to her or something i think she can read his mind at least a little bit and he kind of is being a he's being smart alecky she says don't cuss at me at one point and oh. he doesn't say it like that is one of my favorite looks of his when he turns when she says don't cuss at me he turns around and just total stink face i love that. <laughs> but he hasn't said anything so i'm assuming that he's kind of like bitching about her in his own gotcha, mind gotcha gotcha okay that makes a, like a little more sense. I don't think it uh, to everything you just said. I don't yeah. think it makes it doesn't make it right. But I just couldn't figure out what had triggered it. Okay, okay, okay. This I have I have something. Hold presses. Hold the presses. Um, maybe that's the thing. Is that like I said, she can read his mind. Kind of. I don't know how far that goes so maybe it is that again that superficial that hyper masculine superficial level so that is the only version of dean that she's kind of getting is that one that's like super surface level and not the one that just broke down crying yeah calling his father because if you watch that scene where she kind of like snaps at dean even though he hasn't said anything yet out loud at least she kind of like, oh, she's like, oh, let me look at you. And she's like smiling at them. And then she looks at Sam. And then it isn't until she takes Sam's hand that she goes, oh, honey, I'm so sorry about your girlfriend. Like, it's almost like she didn't quite know about it until she actually touched him. And I don't think she ever really touches Dean. So maybe she doesn't really understand what's really going on with him she only gets that surface level ah see i've con- I, i've connected them <laughs> <laughs> you've connected the dots i'm doing the the buzz and some buzzfeed fingers that i've connected them <laughs> i think this is the first time and i could be misremembering that we're seeing this level of emotion from dean I like gotten glimpses of it. hold on let me see i'm i'm getting to that point where i'm starting to forget what episodes we've seen so far because i'm gonna be thinking of like all the episodes of season one as opposed to just the ones we've seen and i think and my point is we see this much later but he very much 
pushes all of that down. Yeah. Presents the hyper-masculine point. Yes. This so. is, yeah, this is definitely the most emotional that we've seen Dean so, so far. I think this is just the first case of us seeing that. And he's, so he does, I mean, he's feeling a lot of emotions mm -hmm. in all of this, but he's pushing it down and keeping the smart ass on top. So that's all she's seeing. Yeah. That was my. I think that's a, think that's a fair assessment. But my, my point still stands about the tough love thing because other people will do that throughout the season. And I think maybe that's why I really like Jody is because she is, she kind of is that way with them, but you, you see her more than most being very caring, especially with Dean. She, not to, she not to bring up people that don't exist in the world yet, but... <laughs> She gives them the tough love, but also counteracts it counteracts it with the more, I'm going to say motherly, even though that may not be it, but the more motherly love. She is a mom. Is she a mom in this? I. She was, and then she wasn't for a while, and then she became a mom again. Um, I just, I, I wasn't sure if I was kind of implanting her Zach and Cody uh, character <laughs> on her. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Um, the only thing I had to add, and I, I don't even know if we want to put it in here because we always talk about the lighting, but this was another episode where it was, they were so desaturated. It's very, it <laughs> almost seems like we're watching in black and white. I think the only, the only time, I, I'm getting used to it and like realizing like, all right, this is just how things are going to look. But the only time that the lighting really like plagued on me is that moment when all three of them are standing in that dark ass kitchen yes and then the woman comes home and turns on the lights and she's like hello and rightfully she should because she came home to a dark house They're like hey assholes why are you standing here with no lights on well i think that was also a continuity error because we were saying the lights were on the under the counter lights were on when he was putting the thing on. in the wall they were and then they were off when they were all in the kitchen so that either were. They weren't off. They were, were they off. Yeah. No, it was dark though. That whole scene. And once she sent the, the the mother and her kids off, the whole house was dark. I mean, Missouri was in the basement, but yeah, they didn't turn any of the other than those under the kitchen lights that I want, <laughs> or under the cabinet lights rather. Um, other than those, no other lights in the house are on for no reason, because that's not going to help you make a hole in the wall, right? <laughs> And I, to me, it's also super noticeable when they're outside. Because it's so desaturated, things start getting blown out. Yeah. So so that's when I, like, I'm trying not to bring it up so much. Because I think, like you said, it's just how this episode looks, or this season looks. Mm -hmm. But it's annoying that, like, why why do you hate color so much, Supernatural? Is, are we are we good? Have uh, we... I think that was my last point. Um, there are no songs. There is no song list. I was going to ask. I don't remember there being that many yeah, music in that's this because there aren't any for this episode which i i agree with i like that because because of the themes because of how this is like a critical like linchpin within the mythology of the supernatural universe so i kind of like the idea of like of just taking out that that aspect and just making it completely like this is the story and we're not going to really, like, add anything to it that might detract from yeah. the weight of what we're, of the story we're trying to sell. I, I think, like, 
I honestly can't even remember if they had like a shot of them driving away at the end. But I think if they had done that with a song over it, I think it would have almost mm-hmm. cheapened it. No, the last yeah. shot was of John. That's yeah, what it yeah. was. So if they had like put some outro music over that, I think it would have cheapened it almost. I think so too. So, so I yeah. think it was definitely I think it was a really good move to not as much as I love the music of right. of Supernatural, I think well, it was Good, good. And it's good to see them being kind of smart with it because they very, very much could have fallen into the we have a pattern, we're going to close and at least close and end with some rock music. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are, and that is kind of why I, I harp on the original song list is because I think they are very smart with their music, at least in these first seasons. <laughs> I don't know about later seasons, but um, in these first seasons, I think the songs that they picked like not picking songs is a good choice a lot of the songs the original songs that they picked really mesh well with what's happening on screen or the the actual music itself lends something to the feel of what we're feeling within the scene even if the words don't necessarily match you know what i mean yeah yeah. yes but yeah i think i think they are and that is why i'm always on top of it is because i i do think they are very smart with their music choices yeah and the there was no need to add the emotion to that i'm I'm speaking of the end specifically Mm -hmm. there's no need to add the emotion to that because you're already feeling shocked that you're seeing john winchester in the flesh All right, and then I guess I could talk about the women of Supernatural. I didn't want to last time, even. Yeah, though, you were like shutting that down. You're like, nope, nope. Even though when I was when I was going back through again, screen capping, I realized you asked me like, oh, did we only meet the mom at the end? No, she was a hundred percent at that um, ho- open house. She's and at the she barbecue thing. The boys for a while. <laughs> she was so forgettable that we completely forgot she was. Oh in the no. <laughs> So that's how what? much the mom in Bugs mattered. <laughs> was the uh, register that she was there. Um, in this episode, do we, we? I think we passed the Bechdel test. Um, Missouri and the the mom has a name. I don't remember what it was, but she has a name. Does she have a name? I don't. I literally don't remember it. I can't sit up. It's fine. It's not important. But she has. She has a name. She's a character. Missouri is a character. They talk about. I mean, she, Missouri tells her to, like, oh, we'll be done, and, you know, they have a conversation about taking the kids to I so we passed the actual test. Yeah! I, what I, is the second one this season of the nine we've watched I do so far? wonder. <laughs> I do wonder, though, and I want your opinion on this, and we don't have to include this. It um, is 100% only the second episode. Did Hookman... No, I think we decided that the girls talk, but they only talk about boys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is only the second episode of eight that passes the Bechdel test, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> there is, like, the slightly racist characteristic of a sassy black woman in a lot of media. Do you think yeah. Missouri kind of fell into that or kind of was writing the line? I kind of want your thoughts, because I... I wasn't sure how I felt about it, and I don't I don't know if it was a writing or an acting thing. I think the acting pulled it away from that, but I wanted your thoughts. I think... 
I don't think either of us really have the authority to make that call. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, honestly, so I'm not going to say that it's not wrong. I'm going to say that it wasn't so... It wasn't, like, so much, like... Because sometimes the sassy black friend, it's, like, just, like, a background character that has that, that one-liner, the snap in the head jiggle. And that's it. And that is, like, the... That is a very harmful stereotype, and and it sucks when people say like, "Oh, there was a black person." Like, yeah, but like, was that actually a person or a character? No, it wasn't. That sounded bad. Was that actual? A I know. I get what you're saying. I guess a character is what I meant. And, and I guess it's no, it wasn't. It was just a vehicle for saying something stupid. Or yeah. sometimes it's stupid. Sometimes it's funny. Like, and that's the other thing is like, oh, if it's funny, then it works. It's like, yeah, but no. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess to that point, a character for this this actress who's coming to do this work. <laughs> but I feel like um in my in my white experience, I feel like she's given enough weight as a character, enough importance to the narrative that even though she does have those moments, it's not great. But she is, she does still feel like a fully formed character as opposed to just like this sassy black background character, like this one off. Like, and that was, and that's the thing for a long time. Um, because spoiler alert, she doesn't come well, she does come back, but not for like a decade. Um, literally, (laughs) there there was this thing of, of people being like, man, we want her back, and that only happens when there are people that can connect with the character. So she, I think she has enough of a, of a personality, enough of a character for people to connect with her, to want to see more of her. So it, again, we're both whites. We cannot speak yeah. to that experience. If you have problems with it, like the, they're probably valid and we would, we would definitely hear that out. But uh, from my perspective, I think it's fine. That that's kind of why I was asking is I don't as a white person that characteristic does not directly affect me and yeah. who I am. So I will I just I like even though you also are not black, I just wanted somebody else's thoughts because sometimes I think I get too far into my own head and like, oh, yeah. is this you know that's all. Okay, I liked her. I thought she was a great character. I just, that was just something that... I think, and I, I think that is a good... Um, I, I personally think that is a good litmus test for um, for that if it's like, oh, is it this offensive stereotype? Is, is, is this a character? Is this a person that you believe exists in the yeah. world? And yeah, I do. I, I, I know women like that. You know, I can okay. I can feel for her. I can connect with her. I would sit down and have a cup of coffee with her. She's fantastic. Um, I, her, her character on Supernatural or the actress that played her. <laughs> amazing. I love her. All right. That's going to have to be an episode because we're, oh, we are struggling. <laughs> All right. So thank you for listening, everyone. We love you. You can always look us up on Tumblr. We are checking the rear view, all one word. You can uh, send us an email if you would like, checking the rear view at gmail.com. Uh, 
And remember to align your chakras today. That's actually really decent advice. If you know how to do it. If you don't, just sit. <laughs> Say goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you.